Hey guys, it's Kelly and Sheridan. Hello. And thank you for listening to It Is That Hard, our podcast where we talk about daily life things that actually are that hard when someone might say it's really not that hard and we don't believe them. We don't believe them and we want you to celebrate all of the amazing things you do despite how hard they are because we all need that kind of uh, reassurance that... It was that hard. Yeah. And you deserve the credit for it. Yeah. And you know what was that hard? Season one. <laughs> so we're going to jump into season two. This is our second season, we're going to call it, because we've sort of had a pause in our time of recording. Because um, it is that hard. Yeah, because life is just hard <laughs> for us right now, and there's just so much going on. So season two, we're going to start. We're going to try to be more consistent, um, give you guys topics that we think everyone probably struggles with a little bit but if you have anything that you think you struggle with and you want to shoot us a message we're on instagram at it is that hard we tag us in whatever you think is hard message us whatever you would like yeah just own it you know there's no shame in that game of relaying that like you worked pretty effing hard for something maybe it seemed easy maybe it was easy to other people yeah but you still put in the time and the work and the stress and the anxiety and all of that to whatever the good or bad end was yeah. for it. And we want to celebrate you and we want to talk about it and relate to you because we agree. Yeah. It is that hard. Yeah, for um, sure. And season two, it's still going to be that hard. Yeah. But we're going to we're gonna stick with it. Life has <laughs> not got any easier for us <laughs> by any means. So life is still hard. Um, we're still going to say what we thought was hard this week, the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to have three topics to go over, um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So, um, what was hard for you this week? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, it's only Tuesday and it feels like I've had 20 Tuesdays already, even (laughs) though I had off work yesterday. Um, I guess one thing that was that hard, uh, this past week was we had a foster dog. Oh, Um, yep. So definitely future topic. We need to dive deeper into that because it is actually that hard, even though we enjoy our time. Um, but we got our foster dog, Junior, our most recent one he adopted. He was adorable. He is pretty freaking cute. Um, very wiggly little part dachshund guy. Yeah. Uh, but we got him adopted. And even though like that is hopefully the easiest part, it's hard to say goodbye. Um, yeah. This time it wasn't that hard. I haven't I was gotten a dog tired. yet just because I'm I'm scared to say goodbye like when I leave the house with yeah. a dog. So let alone yeah. having a foster and like giving them away, it freaks me out. Uh, you get desensitized. Now, <laughs> you make sure that you're putting them with the right person. Yeah, for sure. Which that part Makes is you hard. feel better about it. Like, yeah. And to be honest, like when it feels like it is that hard to determine if they are the right person... Like, sometimes that's when it's a sign that it's not. Yeah. Um, And I had to deal with some weirdness with figuring out the best person for this uh, dog. I had a bunch of applications and sorting through them can be can be very hard. Yeah. Um, It's very hard to say no to people. Sure. Uh, More than anything, I think that's that's one of the hardest parts uh, besides the physically caring for a dog that may or may not be fully house trained. Yeah, Um, (laughs) not my favorite part, but having to let people down because, you know, it's it's hard to adopt a dog, like finding the right one for you. And 
you know, as soon as you like see a dog and like apply for it, you sort of fall in love with it. You already start falling in love with it. And I hate to be that person to be like, uh, maybe this isn't like the right fit right now. And, you know, I have to look out for the dog's best interest and just make sure that everything feels just right. And that can be really, really hard Mm -hmm. to, to do and to trust yourself on doing. Um, but I was very happy. He's with a great home um, and he has two cat siblings. Uh, he's already best friends with one of them. I've gotten many pictures of him and the cat hanging out <laughs> together. He's um, like cat's eyes. So <laughs> He also has a dog brother who didn't seem that interested in his presence, but he's used to that from living here with Tigger, who That's also true. didn't care about his presence. So, <laughs> you know, so all the things that go with that were a little hard, um, bittersweet, but I'm happy he's in a home and also happy that the hard part of having a second dog in the house is done for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How about you? What was hard for you this week? Honestly, everything was hard for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I say that every week, but it was just a super emotional, so sort of keeping my brain in check was really hard um we're gonna talk more about that one yeah so (laughs) i mean that that whole thing was was hard but also brain in check emotionally but then like keeping myself motivated i know we've talked about this before i like have been struggling with that so bad Mm -hmm. and i feel like i've just been like I feel like I sound so depressed, but like, I just like want to sleep. Like (laughs) I'm just in such a bum mood and don't want to do anything. And, um, so it's just been, it's been a weird time for me. And like, what's something that was super hard is a couple, um, the last podcast, I think I mentioned I was going up to the Finger Lakes for a wedding. Um, and I just have a really hard time going places. And in my head, I tell myself, it's not that hard. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, just go hang out or whatever. But I struggle so bad with it. Yeah. And, like, I'm in such a thing where I need to, like, I need my quiet time on weekends, you know, to, like, hide with myself. And then, like, going somewhere where there was, like, 11 people with us, there was, like, zero silence. So. Yeah. And it sucks because I want to hang out with everyone. I want to have a good time and stuff but like one night I went to bed at like eight o'clock Kelly are you an introvert yes yeah a hundred percent like the thing is like I'm very personal and I like talking to people yeah. and everything like that but I just you need, need I need my time to like totally disconnect and like when I don't really have that yeah it's hard because I'm battling in my own head like go down and hang out with everyone like what's wrong with you and then I'm like yeah that's tough. but I just need to sit up here and be quiet and like keep to myself i don't know so it's just like uh it's just a battle with myself um it is that you know what i mean no one's telling me it is that hard i'm telling myself it is that like it's not that hard and then it is and back yeah no that's tough i have terrible fomo yeah so (laughs) i uh but i'm i'm pretty extroverted which you know i think we might have talked about this a little bit on the podcast before maybe but for people not as into it like things that I've read or heard people talk about the difference between introvert and extrovert is not necessarily whether or not you're personable or social you know it's whether or not like interacting with people tends to drain you or energize you. No it drains me. Yeah. It like takes a toll on me to like sounds horrible like keep a conversation sometimes I'm just like I don't I just have no interest in what people are saying and like (laughs) that's probably like just ADHD that's you yeah. know, in That's there, why you're but a like, podcast host, yeah, so like you just talk, talk yeah. at people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can talk with like one person for a long time, but when there's like a million people talking and yelling and all that kind of stuff, I'm yeah, like, that's... I can't do it. I'd rather go like sit outside 
you know, and hang out with like people who are, you know, just chilling outside than everyone inside playing beer pong, doing all this kind of stuff. It's just like too overstimulating for me, I think. Sure. Um, so yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, needing that downtime, I, I find myself, I, I don't need downtime from socializing. Like I'm definitely the opposite end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. which can be very annoying for a lot of my friends who are introverted um, and has not helped me in some of those (laughs) relationships before. But like when I used to waitress, which, you know, is a very socially taxing job, I would get done a very long shift and be like, I'm so happy that's done. Let's go out to the bar so we can all talk more. Yeah. Yes. See, I'm the total <laughs> opposite. Like I would be like, up. let's go home and sit there in silence and have no one talk to me for a couple yeah. hours because if that I, was a lot. If I get into that kind of mood, like shit's been draining yeah. on a whole other level. Yeah. But what I do need and will like really put me in a bad mood not to get is most of my Sunday to yeah. be pretty oh, chill same. before going to work. The next day, because I will find that unless it's like a weekend night where I can just stay up late and, you know, I am staying up late with friends or something, I need like a good chunk of time where I just stare at the TV and Mm -hmm. disassociate a little bit. No, I agree. Um, Jeff like says I get in this weird mood on Sundays. Like I just get really quiet and just want to sit there like on my phone or sit there and watch like football and just be quiet. And he's like, you just get so quiet. I'm like, it's because I don't want to work Monday, number one. And like, I just need quiet time before I go into all of that happening on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it because I'll be happy doing stuff around the house. Yeah, but like same. I don't want to do stuff out of no, the house. No, like, I agree. I don't love making plans on Sundays. And if I do, like if I'm away for the weekend, I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, let us get out yep. of oh here. Oh my God, yeah. I have to go home and meal prep. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, I feel the same exact way. Well, but you made it. Did you have a good time at least? It was the, the wedding part? was beautiful. Yeah. Um, we well, can talk a little. I mean, I'll tell you about my mental breakdowns later when we talk yeah. about our topics, which which um, are we have the Broad Street Run when like race run day kind of stuff. Um, we have fundraising, right? Yep, because I did both of those. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, like World Mental Health Day. It's coming up. Um, it just passed. Or it just passed. <laughs> Whatever. It should be every but day. But October is very big on mental health. Um, mental illness awareness. Yes. And all of that, which and shouldn't be confined to a day or a month. No. But no, it's since a, it's here, yeah, we might, might as, as well, well talk. talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Let's, what's uh, our first one? We'll, we'll, we'll get into Broad Street Run in a minute. Yeah. So I did just complete my snaps for Sheridan Broad Street Run. <laughs> Go you! <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the fifth time that I did the Broad Street Run um, with Tom, my mm-hmm. husband. Uh, we've always done it together, which we run together, and you know it's it's a lot of fun, but it is hard. Yeah, for those that. <laughs> Uh, most people probably know who listen, but Broad Street Run is running basically down straight down Philadelphia from North Philadelphia all the way down to the Navy Yard, which is down by the stadiums in South Philadelphia. So yep. 10 miles long. It's really cool, though, because you get to go past a lot of really big things in Philadelphia. Um, I've never done it, but I know Broad <laughs> Street and I know what's on it. So it is 
it is really cool. It is cool getting to run. Um, usually, just straight down Broad Street, there is construction at the Navy Yard. So normally, Broad Street also happens in May. Mm-hmm. It actually usually falls right around my birthday. Yeah. I've run Broad Street on my birthday before, which is a mixed bag of mm-hmm. how I feel about that. Um, but I, because of COVID, last year was made virtual. I did not do the virtual race, <laughs> even though I said I was going to. Um, and it got pushed back to October. Uh, the Navy Yard is under construction, so the race didn't actually end there. That ended up being a good thing. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like all sorts of different this year. It's also normally 40,000 runners, um, which makes it the largest 10-mile race, mm-hmm. if not in the whole country, at least on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, but this year it was only 15,000 uh which is significantly yeah. fewer runners yeah for sure um and you could tell if you've done it before like at the starting which line, i've heard tell. it's like very overwhelming to like the whole starting line like because you know oh, a lot of yeah. people park at you know at the navy yard and then train or bus all the way back up so i've heard it's like crazy um but that sounds better that i was only like fifteen thousand instead of 40. yeah yeah i mean if you don't like crowds it's a tough place to be <laughs> which is me yeah uh i can give i can give tips to people who <laughs> don't like crowds but want to do it anyway it certainly doesn't have to disqualify you but yeah so broad street starts being hard way before you yeah. ever get there yeah. because first of all you have to get in to broad street because there's so many people that want to run it you only you have to either enter a lottery like you can't just sign yeah up. and not- i know that people are like trade bit like if you can't go they'll sell their bib like all yeah. that kind of stuff if you really want to go you definitely can, can find one. Um, yeah. because if you don't get selected in the lottery um so actually i'll tell a quick funny story the first time we ran broad street um i did get selected in the lottery and the Broad Street Run was actually the first race I ever ran. I, I never did a That's 5K. A <laughs> I know. And I don't think we did an episode just on running yet, but no. we should sometime because, <laughs> like, being a runner has always been kind of a lifelong goal. Of yeah, mine. I think I've said that before on here. I would it, love to run, and all my sports that I used to play were running. Yeah. Uh, I don't run anymore. That's for damn sure. I did not run before. <laughs> so the Broad Street Run is the only thing that's kept me somewhat running. I still would not call myself a runner because it sucks. And I yeah. complain the whole time and I'm not very good at it. But um, but yeah, so Tom told me that his office was like getting a group together to sign up and that he had been part of it. Mm-hmm. So he was going to do it. And I was like, you know what? It was also coming up on our wedding. Yeah. So this was 2014. So I was like, you know what? I I want to be more of a runner. Tom's going to do it. I'm just going to enter the lottery and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, our wedding's coming up. Obviously, I am affected by society and want to be as thin as I possibly can make myself for yeah. my wedding day. So this is a great uh, excuse to, to train for that. So I entered the lottery. I got in. So I surprised Tom. I hadn't told him I did it. And I was like, guess what? I got into the lottery. I'm going to, we're yeah. going to train for this together. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I got to double check with my work because I don't know if I got my stuff in on time. Sure enough, he did not get his <laughs> stuff in on time. So he was not actually signed up for the Broad Street Run. So we had a little conversation <laughs> where he needed to take the alternate route, which is to fundraise. Yeah. So I often say that I did the fundraising. Technically, it was under his name. We did it together. Um But so the other option besides the lottery is to fundraise with one of the approved like 
charities that's there. Um, one of them being the American Cancer Society. So the first year we we uh, did a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. A friend of ours had actually just passed away the year before from cancer. So that, you know, carried yeah. a little meaning for us. Some of our other mutual friends were running like in his honor too. Yeah. So that, that gave it like a whole lot of layers to like why it was so important to to do the run. Um, and that was a big deal. That was a huge deal to me at the time to complete that. Yes. Yeah. It was very daunting. Mm -hmm. It's not as scary now having done it, but so I'm yeah. glad you think so. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not that hard, the thought, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right? The thought of running 10 miles, like, and I think it would be fun running Broad Street. Like, I think I would actually really enjoy that just because, like, the nature of it. People are yeah, all, like, it is. It's, it's, it's different it's when you're day. running. But I, I just, when I run, I just think, like, I'm like, okay, I only ran one freaking mile. <laughs> and, like, I just can't get past that. I'm like, it just took me that long to run one mile. It's just, like, running is just such a long thing, especially when you don't run very fast. Yeah. And I can run fast, but just sprints. So, like, there's not, like... I, I I don't know. I really want to do Broad Street at one point, but I... Oh, watch what you say, Kelly. It's well, coming up in May. No, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it is tough. And that first year, especially, which I'll speak from my headspace there a little more than the subsequent years, um, because it's a lot, it is a lot scarier going into it when you haven't done it before. Yeah. Because I will say 10 miles is surprisingly doable. Um, I don't think you necessarily feel great when you're done but i would say most people would surprise themselves that they would be able to complete it even if you don't run the whole thing i would which throw up i certainly yeah if you run too fast you might throw up and that's a whole thing so like you yeah get pacing in, yourself that kind of stuff is just like you get into the race and you either are got in the lottery or you're scamming to get a bib from someone who's mm -hmm. going to drop out, or you raise money, which we'll talk more about that whole venture in the next segment. Yeah. Um, but then you got to train. Like, you probably should. There are people who are like, oh, yeah, I didn't train at all. And I'm like, haha. I have fuck multiple you. Like, friends who just like <laughs> were able to get bibs and like ran it. And I was like, there's no, there's literally no way in hell that I could just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go run 10 miles today. <laughs> and I know my one friend who ran it the next like two days, like it when it was in May, my friends play softball and my one friend like didn't show up for like a couple days. And we were like, it's probably because he's dying because he just right. decided to run Broad Street. And like, that's not just something you don't just decide to run 10 miles. Like what? No. Yeah. Like I'll say I did not train as much as I would have liked to for this this past but I feel year. like when you have done it a couple times, you know, you know that you don't have to run the whole time, or that you can like. I feel like when and it's your mentally, first... it is yeah. so much easier exactly. having done it a few times. The first year, I was literally terrified going into it because I had never run a race. I was not a very good runner. Like I was so nervous, and I've learned myself a lot better now and what works for my body and stuff. I was learning mm -hmm. that at the time. Yeah. Um, and one thing that took me a very long time to realize it and what I was doing wrong for myself trying to run is that I would always start running way too fast. Oh, yeah. And then I would burn out. I would feel nauseous. And not just that, but like I wouldn't, even if I hadn't gone very far, I would, I guess, I don't know if that's what they call hitting a wall. Like, I would get to that point where I'd be so physically, like, drained from running too fast at the outset that I, like, I could not start. Like, yeah. physically or mentally yeah. could not start again. Which I'm so. sure it's hard to 
not go off fast because it it's like yeah. everyone else around you is just going, going, going. So you're like, I have to keep up with them or, you know, whatever. So I'm sure it's hard to like, I know for me when I even ran like a 5k, like I, you have to just go out quick just because everyone else around you is quick. So it's hard to like slow it, down and be like, all right, just run your pace. And it's just overwhelming for sure. It is. Yeah. And I was probably so annoying the first year that we ran it because I was like, I'm going so slow oh in the beginning God. and I don't care no. because until we at least are well past the halfway point, I'm just nervous that I'm going to hit that wall super early and then yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. If yeah. that happens after one or two or three miles and there's yeah. still like seven to go. Yeah. My so. thing is like, I feel like I would have to know how long it's going to take me to do what I need to do. And I know you can like pace yourself when you're training and yeah. stuff like that. So you know how long it's going to take you. But I think I would need to know that. So then like when I'm running, I'm like, okay, because this is how I get through like workouts and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you only have three reps to go. Like you can do that. Three reps is no big deal. Or like you only have two minutes. You can work out for two minutes. So I think right. that's like what I need would need to do. I'd be like, okay, this is going to take me two hours. I'd be like, okay, you can run for half an hour. You can do that. Like yeah. in your head, like uh, I could not, but like, that's what I would have to do is like break it down and be like, okay, I can run for half an hour. And then I'd be like, okay, you just ran half an hour. You can do that again. That's not that big a deal. You know, that's why I would have to like have everything broken down. So a hundred percent, I find that to be super helpful. Also, yeah. the first year we actually did like very, very slowly jog the whole time, mm -hmm. but that is probably the only time that I didn't intentionally take walking oh breaks. yeah ever since then like there's definitely been some or a lot of yeah. walking in yeah. it and it's been more just about completing it and like i also used to get more hung up on like the idea that like running any length of time meant i had to run the entire time yeah. and i no longer subscribe to yeah. that if you get out and run you run however you like to and i like to interval run so this time the first time we did it we ran the whole the whole time very slowly though i think we had like 14 minute miles which is mm -hmm. barely above like yeah. a quick walk um but you know i was fine with that but we would like every mile we would hit we would like gallop sideways and do like different movements yeah. to try to just stretch because yeah. you get really stiff at the end um but this year the first mile actually goes by like so quick oh, because I bet. you're in such I bet a the crowd. first like three miles go really quick. I don't know like... about that. But <laughs> <laughs> the first mile is like surprisingly fast. Yeah. Just because, yeah, like you are just you're released in like a huge crowd. Yeah. Um this year we we kind of ran for the first few miles and then after the first few, um, we intervaled a, a good chunk of it where we just like we would run four blocks yep. and then walk one block. Yeah. And that was a really nice way to pass yeah. the time. And honestly, like when you're going on city blocks, that would mean like two rounds of that was basically one mile. Yeah. So it was like, it really like mentally, that makes that's exactly a what I have to difference. do. I have to like set different spots. Even like if I decide to go for a run, I usually just go up to the park and I'm like, okay, just run to that light post. Okay, just right. run to yeah. this. You know what I mean? That's how I have to get through things. I have to set like little goals for myself to that get is there. how we get through life, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. But so, so you do all this training and I mean, that looks different for everyone. So, and apparently some people don't even need it. But like, if you're like me the first time, I was definitely like, uh, a mixture of like really dedicated to training, but yeah. also still like really lazy and yeah. missed a bunch of it. So then you have like the anxiety and guilt of missing your training and worrying like how that's yeah. going to now look on yep. race day. So that's a whole other thing besides the time commitment. 
trying to pay attention to what you're eating and stuff yeah. because like obviously different foods sit differently in your stomach as especially as you're trying to run like four five six miles is yeah. way different than yeah like one or two i know do you ever try those like goos and I blocks and stuff goos. i like follow a couple runners on on tiktok and like when i watch them and they're always like okay goo time and i'm like i don't know how i feel about those i feel like the texture would freak me out a little bit i don't know i in fairness i guess i only tried like one or two and they were kind of like i don't know if they're all caffeinated or the one some I are not all of them are was i did not think it made me feel very good but um regardless of those i we do now bring snacks to broad street so yeah. we had like some peanut butter chocolate granola bar mm -hmm. things and even if it's just like reese's cups which honestly are actually pretty good like running yeah. food for like later because 10 miles it's just too much like yeah. and i've definitely learned that yeah like, and you're up really early and you know you have to eat too so uh, your body needs like breakfast time and so the day of the race you've already done all this work like you've already yeah. done so much just to get here and now the day of the race you gotta wake up at like fucking 4 30 in the morning See, because just... you need to get down there and give yourself plenty of time granted I am I am fully on the train of like you do not actually need to, but yeah. we usually meet up with people. There's a lot of coordination, so we were up at 4:30. So that means you got to get to bed early the night before. Yeah, you also have to think about what you eat like the whole day before. Uh, like this all sounds so unappealing. It is <laughs> like you describe me. It does so not hard. make me want to run. At I know. All. Like the day before, I'm like, oh my god, what am I eating all You're day? Like, Don't because... eat Indian food because you will shit your pants. Yes, yes, you have to think <laughs> about those things, Kelly. It's a long day, and the porta potties are disgusting. Ugh. I didn't even include that in my notes, but uh, they actually that was the best part of their being only yeah, fifteen thousand. The porta potties were so much better this Nothing year. Nothing can be worse than the porta potties at the Eagles Parade. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I made the mistake of trying to use a porta potty at the um, stadium. So where? So you get up at four thirty. You drive to Philly if you're like me and don't live in Philly, and you can park at the stadiums mm -hmm. um, and then take the subway to the starting yeah. line. So you want to get there early because sometimes the subway can be hard to get on if yeah. there's like a lot of crowds. You might have to wait a few cars to like get on. Um, the stadium parking lots do normally fill up this year. If they didn't, there was plenty of parking. Yeah. But normally, like you get there and it's a bit chaotic. Um, and also normally the porta potties at the starting line, the lines are like 40 minutes long. Like yeah. it can be crazy. Um, so there were some in the stadium parking lots and silly me thinking they'd be clean. They were disgusting. I was in line for one and a woman came out. There were like 10 people ahead of me and a woman came out and she was like, there's shit all over the seats. There's no toilet paper, no hand sanitizer, which I wasn't banking on those yeah. things. But like yeah. the rest of her description, I was like, nope. And there were some, those were closest to the subway. So there was another set like across the parking lot. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to go try those. They're further from the subway. Yeah, so, maybe so maybe they'll maybe be a little better. And they were, but it was still unpleasant. And then I got to the starting line and was able to use one that I was like, oh, this is like, a million times better than in the stadiums. Why would you think that if they're going to have a bunch of people park there for a race, they wouldn't bother Dude, cleaning them? They're terrible. I, first of all, porta potties, I have such a weird. I, it's... when I used to go to concerts back in the day, <laughs> this one concert, I wore a romper. Note to everyone never wear a romper oh, to a no. concert that you're drinking a lot at. 
So I had to go to Romper, and this bathroom was one of the big, big porta potties that was for guys, and it was just urinals on either side, like just yeah. a lot, like a trough of urinals, and it was just obviously all girls in there, and I literally had to like get naked to pee in the urinal <laughs> because I had a romper. I was like, this is literally the most embarrassing thing. So like people are coming in and out, and I'm like there fucking naked. That like, is that is up there on most like, embarrassing like, things. I was like, I had to go. I should have just like got naked next oh, to man. a car at that point. I'm like, so glad I don't like rompers. I've de- <laughs> I've peed in the parking lot of concerts oh my God, to yeah, avoid multiple going times. to the, the porta potties. But yeah, cause... I don't know why. That's like the only thing. I don't even know what concert it was. It might have been XPU with country concert thing. Well, that that's what you get. Yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> I don't... Back in the day. Embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, so those like just yeah just figuring out bathroom stuff that's a whole other thing that's really hard and very personal i feel like i would have to pee myself before running so (laughs) honestly i I peed like 50 million times just do people pee themselves while running while running marathons yes Uh, yeah people do do that that is a thing people do oh my god especially people that are competing yeah yeah that's what i mean like for like the olympics when you run sub four minute miles yep yeah People, I'm sure you can Google that, but what? I know for a fact people do pee themselves oh when they run those God. races. I mean, it would give you, but like, actually, lubrication on your thighs. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful. Uh, luckily, Broad Street's not so long. Normally, no. so uh, so we're there. We've used the disgusting porta-potties or the less disgusting porta-potties. We've connected with people, which if you're trying to connect with people on normal use can be very difficult. because your phones don't work. Right, your phones aren't working, the cell towers are overloaded, um, but maybe you've found everyone you want to, you're in a giant crowd, and it's also freezing, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be sweating later. Yeah, like how do you take off clothes while you're running? Like, I know a lot of people just wear things that they don't like and they'll just like throw yep. them, but like... yeah. I- that's that's what you do. I mean, or you suck it up and just deal with yeah, the cold, which like, this year wasn't terrible. No. I have a really thin long sleeve shirt that yeah. I was wearing and I just left on for a while, but it was so light tying it around my waist, like didn't, it didn't bother make a me. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people go to Walmart or thrift stores mm-hmm. and buy something super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And then they collect the clothes. I feel like I've heard that they donate the clothes. Hopefully, Although on years I that mean, it's rained heavier, like, I hope they clean them. Yeah, first. they throw them in the wash. Um, but yeah, so you well, really... this year you had a little bit of rain. We did. Yeah, you really have to plan. You have to, like, scour the weather and plan around that and have, you know, I mean, you don't have to do any of this. Like, you can show up. Yeah. And maybe it'll suck and you'll get through it. But, like, if you want it to be a, experience. a, a nice experience, yeah. you know, there are these things you want to be paying attention to. I honestly only want to run like a marathon or whatever just for like the photos of me running it that's so vain of me but so the photos of me at the finish line i mean i would look disgusting always been terrible. because it makes me think of like at weddings when there's like photos of me dancing yes. and i look repulsive and then i see all these girls who like just look so cute like spinning and i'm like what is wrong with me why do i look like that i think that would be me running i think i would just look like an absolute like potato running across the, <laughs> like the, the the finish line well that's me so <laughs> i i don't have much optimism for you on that part to be honest because i've never ordered the photos they no, take i think i would look ridiculous they look terrible and yeah some people look just amazing yeah. and it looks so epic uh nope. but yeah yeah so it's it kind of sucks and then once you've done all all of those many things 
then you have to run 10 yeah. miles. Yeah, for real. Uh, so running 10 miles, to be honest, at that point is probably not the worst part yeah. of all of it. Um, because what is cool about Broad Street um, is the energy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Philly's a fun city. Like, Philly loves their I think, athletes I think stuff. the cool thing about it is, like, I the one thing that I think is unique and, like, the best part about Philly is that all the stadiums are in one spot. So, like, when you do run Broad Street, you run, like, to the stadiums. And that's just, like, a cool thing to be, yeah. like, you're running to where, like, all the athletes go. You know, that's where, like, the big teams play. And that's, like, really cool. And, I mean, in the city, in down by the stadiums, there's Xfinity Live, like, mm-hmm. the huge bar. So, it's just cool to, like, be able to go there and hang out. And Ah, uh, after the race is the best yeah. part. Yeah. Like, you do the race to hang out after yeah. the race. Which is not true. I know a lot of people that did the race and went right home. But for me, I love the the after part. uh, Except for the immediate after part. When you feel like you're dying. You feel like you're dying. So this year was pretty rough. Um, We did pretty well, but I was hurting more than I wish was true towards the end. And I'm still recovering a little bit, (laughs) but we're getting there. But the sick joke of Broad Street is you run 10 miles... It doesn't end at the stadium where your car is. It ends at the Navy Yard where you might have up to two miles to walk back to your car. There's no, there's like no other option. The worst option is if they're doing shuttle buses, which they do sometimes. um, Then you sit on the shuttle bus right after you ran 10 miles. You're all cramped in there. Your legs cramp up terribly. So you're better off walking two more miles. This year wasn't too bad because of the construction at the Navy Yard, mm-hmm. we ended at FDR Park. Yeah. Um, which is actually way like we ran right past our car. That's the other tease. It's like you literally like run past your car yeah. to the end. Um, but the park was actually like right across the street from yeah. where we parked. So that was very That's nice, nice to have. Did like, they have anything in the park afterwards? I feel like they should have like had not much. They it would have been some... fun if they would have had like a cool so, party afterwards. Because you know, of COVID, so... there was That's less true. going on. Normally, there is like a lot of stuff set up at yeah. the finish line, but this year there wasn't. There was they were giving out like you know they give you your bag of snacks mm-hmm. um, and your medal and like Dunkin' Donuts was there giving out like samples of coffee. Yeah. I was actually really sad because normally they're there selling coffee. They yeah. have like a coffee truck, um, and I was about I was like oh I got to go buy some coffee that sounds and wonderful. They just had and it was like this dinky little cup of very delicious pumpkin spiced <laughs> ice latte. Um, but yeah, this year there wasn't much. Normally there is. Normally there's a bunch of vendors and they had like a petting zoo the, in 2019, the last time we did it. Um, hmm. But in 2019, what sucked was that it rained a lot. Yeah, like we, I remember it was pouring. We lucked out this year. It didn't rain too much. That can re- that can really make or break yeah. the day. And it almost always rains a little bit. But in 2019, it rained so much. At the end, like, it was raining on and off all day. But it was pretty bad. But it wasn't unbearable. What yeah. became slightly unbearable was just as we finished. And we were with a big group of people. And we went really slow. So we, we finished and then started walking back to our car. And then it started like really Ooh, raining. Yeah. And Tom had suggested that he and I share one of those metal blankets they give you oh. to warm up. Uh, yeah. So you're like, give it to me. Damn yeah, it. This was your so, suggestion. Yeah. So I was cold because I only had half of it. And then it was <laughs> raining. So I couldn't really use it to cover myself. We got to the car. 
I was so cold between like your core temperature just drops because yeah. you were yeah. like real hot and, and stuff. then yeah your body's trying to cool itself off basically yeah, yeah. and now the temperature outside also dropped yeah uh, I could literally barely get my car open my yeah. hands were so cold my fingers were like frozen and all I wanted to do is change and I was like I I my fingers like would not bend yeah. and I was trying to like change out of my wet clothes it was terrible and getting um, out of wet clothes is hard to begin with but all that being said it's a lot of fun yeah there's a lot of good energy people come out they make great signs yeah I, I always see some good signs there's like worst parade ever yeah or all of this for a t-shirt yeah <laughs> like it's Philly is just like, I, uh, we're the, funny and insulting people there was this girl a couple years ago that I went to high school with and her uncle was supposed to like run it, but he uh -huh. decided not to. And it was like, she had a sign that was like, uncle Joe was supposed to run. He opted out. Don't be uncle Joe. Yes. <laughs> like something like that. It was, it was funny. Yeah. There's a, some guy was sitting on the side with a cooler and a sign saying beer for quitters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there was a, uh... There was a lot of races. I mean, I think the Chicago Marathon was this weekend. Oh, really? Um, I think the Boston Marathon was this week. Oh. Which is exciting. Yeah. I saw a really cute story of, or a picture of these people on the side cheering people on, and they just had two golden retrievers with the head of flags in their mouth saying, like, Boston strong. And I was like, Aww. look at these dogs. <laughs> there, there were not enough dogs out there. Yeah. But I do like when people bring their dogs oh, yeah. to cheer us on. It's just really nice. To, to have so much energy there because it is really tough. Yeah, and you worked really hard to get there, but it can be hard to push yourself yeah. through. And having all the people cheering along the side, like it makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and it is it adds to the fun. Like a lot of times, different like colleges and stuff will have their bands come out mm -hmm. and play at different parts. So that's cool. It, it's a fun race. It is hard. Oh, and the one thing people lie to you about, they will say that it's all downhill and it is not <laughs> broad street is a net downhill yeah you are ultimately further downhill than you were when you started however those first couple miles it's not it's a slow crawl but there is some uphill yeah so they are lying when people <laughs> say it is all downhill or it is all flat it is not quite <laughs> it's not bad but people try to make it sound easier than it is but it is not so hard that most people can't do it. And when you're on the when you're on the course, you'll look around and be like, you know what? I can I, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when yeah. you're in the back like I normally am. And yeah. You're like, these are nice. my people. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the slow runners. And then we go uh, to Chicken and Pete's afterwards every year. Sounds uh, good to me. Which Shoot is great except that it's really hard to get there because yeah. of all the road closures yeah i'm sure uh, so maybe got in a little fight uh with talking about that as we were navigating you have to like year. go through like the neighborhoods to get back there but we did eventually make our way there and the cheese fries are all fries, all yep. worth it yep so maybe in may no nope, eh? not this may eh? <laughs> maybe So I did just complete my snaps for Sheridan Broad Street Run. <laughs> Go you! <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so this is the fifth time that I did the Broad Street Run um, with Tom, my mm-hmm. husband. Uh, we've always done it together, which we run together. And, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, but it is hard. Yeah, for those that uh, most people probably know who listen, but Broad Street Run is running basically down straight down Philadelphia from North Philadelphia all the way down to the Navy Yard, which is down by the stadiums in South Philadelphia. So yep. 10 miles long. It's really cool, though, because you get to go past a lot of really big things in Philadelphia. Um, I've never done it, but I know Broad <laughs> Street and I know what's on it. So it is it is really cool. It is cool getting to run um, usually just straight down Broad Street. There is construction at the Navy Yard. So normally Broad Street also happens in May. Mm-hmm. It actually usually falls right around my birthday. Yeah. I've run Broad Street on my birthday before, which is a mixed bag of mm-hmm. how I feel about that. Um, but I, because of COVID, last year was made virtual. I did not do the virtual race, <laughs> even though I said I was going to. Um, and it got pushed back to October. Uh, the Navy Yard is under construction, so the race didn't actually end there. That ended up being a good thing. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like all sorts of different this year. It's also normally 40,000 runners, um, which makes it the largest 10 mile race, mm-hmm. if not in the whole country, at least on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, but this year it was only 15,000, uh, which is significantly yeah. fewer runners. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you could tell if you've done it before, like at the starting which line. Which I've you heard could tell. it's like very overwhelming to like the whole starting line, like because you know, oh, a lot yeah. of people park at you know at the navy yard and then train or bus all the way back up so i've heard it's like crazy um but that sounds better that i was only like fifteen thousand instead of 40. yeah yeah i mean if you don't like crowds it's a tough place to be (laughs) which is me yeah uh i can give i can give tips to people who don't (laughs) like crowds but want to do it anyway it certainly doesn't have to disqualify you but yeah so broad street starts being hard way before you yeah. never get there yeah. because first of all, you have to get in to Broad Street because there's so many people that want to run it. You only, you have to either enter a lottery, like you can't just sign yeah, up. Yeah. And not- I know that people are like trade bit, like if you can't go, they'll sell their bib, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. If you really want to go, you definitely can, you can find one. Um, yeah. because if you don't get selected in the lottery, um, so actually I'll tell a quick funny story. The first time we ran Broad Street, um, I did get selected in the lottery and the Broad Street run was actually the first race I ever ran. I, oh, I never did a 5k. A long I know. And I don't think we did an episode just on running yet, but no. we should sometime because like <laughs> being a runner has always been kind of a lifelong goal. Yeah. Mine. I think I've said that before on here. I would it, love to run and all my sports that I used to play were running. Yeah. Uh, I don't run anymore. That's for damn sure. I did not run before. <laughs> so the Broad Street run is the only thing that's kept me somewhat running. I still would not call myself a runner because it sucks. And I yeah. complain the whole time and I'm not very good at it. But um, but yeah, so Tom told me that his office was like getting a group together to sign up and that he had been part of it. Mm-hmm. So he was going to do it. And I was like, you know what? It was also coming up on our wedding. Yeah. So this was 2014. So I was like, you know what? I, I want to be more of a runner. Tom's going to do it. I'm just going to enter the lottery and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, our wedding's coming up. Obviously, I am affected by society and want to be as thin as I possibly can make myself for yeah. my wedding day. So this is a great uh, excuse to, to train for that. So I entered the lottery. I got in. 
So I surprised Tom. I hadn't told him I did it. And I was like, guess what? I got into the lottery. I'm going to, we're going to train for this together. And then he was like, oh, you know what? I got to double check with my work because I don't know if I got my stuff in on time. Sure enough, he did not get his (laughs) stuff in on time. So he was not actually signed up for the Broad Street Run. So we had a little conversation (laughs) where he needed to take the alternate route, which is to fundraise. Yeah. So I often say that I did the fundraising. Technically, it was under his name. We did it together. Um, But so the other option besides the lottery is to fundraise with one of the approved, like, charities that's there. Um, One of them being the American Cancer Society. So the first year we we uh, did a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. A friend of ours had actually just passed away the year before from cancer. So that, you know, carried yeah. a little meaning for us. Some of our other mutual friends were running like in his honor too. Yeah. So that, that gave it like a whole lot of layers to like why it was so important to to do the run. Um, and that was a big deal. That was a huge deal to me at the time to complete that. Yes. Yeah. It was very daunting. Mm-hmm. It's not as scary now having done it, but so I'm yeah. glad you think so. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not that hard, the thought, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right? The thought of running 10 miles, like, and I think it would be fun running Broad Street. Like, I think I would actually really enjoy that just because, like, the nature of it. People are yeah, all, like, it is, it's, it's, it's different it's when you're day. running, but I, I just... When I run, I just think like, I'm like, okay, I only ran one freaking mile. (laughs) And like, I just can't get past that. I'm like, it just took me that long to run one mile. It's just like running is just such a long thing, especially when you don't run very fast. Yeah. And I can run fast, but just sprints. So like, there's not like, I I, I don't know. I really want to do Broad Street at one point, but I... Oh, watch what you say, Kelly. It's coming up in May. No, not this year. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, um, it is tough. And that first year, especially which I'll speak from my headspace there a little more than the subsequent years, um, because it's a lot, it is a lot scarier going into it when you haven't done it before. Yeah. Because I will say 10 miles is surprisingly doable. Um, I don't think you necessarily feel great when you're done, but I would say most people would surprise themselves that they would be able to complete it even if you don't run the whole thing. I would which throw up. I certainly... Yeah, if you run too fast, you might throw up. And that's a whole thing. So, like, you yeah, get... Yeah, pacing in, yourself, that kind of stuff is just, like... You get into the race, and you either are... Got in the lottery, or you're scamming to get a bib from someone who's mm-hmm. going to drop out, or you raise money, which we'll talk more about that whole venture in the next segment. Yeah. Um, But then you got to train. Like, you probably should there are people who are like, oh yeah, I didn't train at all. And I'm like, Haha, I have multiple you. friends like... <laughs> who just like were able to get bibs and like ran it. And I was like, there's no, there's literally no way in hell that I could just be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go run 10 miles today. <laughs> and I know my one friend who ran it the next like two days, like it when it was in May, my friends play softball. And my one friend like didn't show up for like a couple days. And we were like, it's probably because he's dying. Cause he just right. decided to run Broad Street. And like, that's not just something you don't just decide to run 10 miles. Like what? No. Yeah. Like I'll say I did not train as much as I would have liked to for this, this past year. But I feel year. like when you have done it a couple times, you know, you know, that you don't have to run the whole time or that you can like, I feel like when and it's your mentally, first. Mentally it is yeah. so much easier exactly. having done it a few times. The first year I was literally terrified going into it because I had never run a race. I was not a very good runner. Like, 
I was so nervous and I've learned myself a lot better now and what works for my body and stuff. I was learning mm -hmm. that at the time. Yeah. Um, and one thing that took me a very long time to realize it, what I was doing wrong for myself trying to run is that I would always start running way too fast. Oh yeah. And then I would burn out, I would feel nauseous and not just that, but like I wouldn't, even if I hadn't gone very far, I would, I guess, I don't know if that's what they call hitting a wall, but like I would get to that point where I'd be so physically like drained from running too fast at the outset that I like, I could not start like yeah. physically or mentally yeah. could not start again. Which I'm so. sure it's hard to, not go off fast because it is, it's like yeah. everyone else around you is just going 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 so you're like i have to keep up with them or you know whatever so i'm sure it's hard to like i know for me when i even ran like a 5k like i you have to just go out quick just because everyone else around you is quick so it's hard to like slow it, down and be like all right just run your pace and it's just overwhelming for sure it is yeah and i was probably so annoying the first year that we ran it because i was like I'm going so slow oh in the beginning God. and I don't care no. because until we at least are well past the halfway point, I'm just nervous that I'm going to hit that wall super early and then yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. If yeah. that happens after one or two or three miles and there's yeah. still like seven to go. Yeah. My so. thing is like, I feel like I would have to know how long it's going to take me to do what I need to do. And I know you can like pace yourself when you're training and yeah. stuff like that. So you know how long it's going to take you. But I think I would need to know that. So then like when I'm running, I'm like, okay, because this is how I get through like workouts and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you only have three reps to go. Like you can do that. Three reps is no big deal. Or like you only have two minutes. You can work out for two minutes. So I think right. that's like what I need would need to do. I'd be like, okay, this is going to take me two hours. I'd be like, okay, you can run for half an hour. You can do that. Like, yeah, in your head, like, uh, like, I could not, but like, that's what I would have to do is like break it down and be like, okay, I can run for half an hour. And then I'd be like, okay, you just ran half an hour. You can do that again. That's not that big of a deal. You know, that's why I would have to like have everything broken down. So a hundred percent, I find that to be super helpful. Also, yeah. the first year we actually did like very, very slowly jog the whole time, mm -hmm. but that is probably the only time that I didn't intentionally take walking breaks. Oh, yeah. Ever since then, like, there's definitely been some or a lot of walking yeah, in yeah. it, and it's been more just about completing it, and, like, I also used to get more hung up on, like, the idea that, like, running any length of time meant I had to run the entire time, yeah. and I no longer subscribe to yeah. that. If you get out and run, you run however you like to, and I like to interval run. So this time, the first time we did it, we ran the the whole time very slowly though i think we had like 14 minute miles which is mm -hmm. barely above like yeah. a quick walk um but you know i was fine with that but we would like every mile we would hit we would like gallop sideways and do like different movements yeah. to try to just stretch because yeah. you get really stiff at the end um but this year the first mile actually goes by like so quick oh, because I bet. you're in such I bet a the crowd. first like three miles go really quick. I don't know like... about that. But <laughs> <laughs> the first mile is like surprisingly fast. Yeah. Just because, yeah, like you are just you're released in like a huge crowd. Yeah. Um this year we we kind of ran for the first few miles and then after the first few, um, we intervaled a, a good chunk of it where we just like we would run four blocks yep. and then walk one block. Yeah. And that was a really nice way to pass yeah. the time. And 
honestly, like when you're going on city blocks, that would mean like two rounds of that was basically one mile. Yeah. So it was like, it really like mentally, that makes that's exactly what I have to do. I have to like set different spots. Even like if I decide to go for a run, I usually just go up to the park and I'm like, okay, just run to that light post. Okay. Just run to this. You know what I mean? That's how I have to get through things. I have to set like little goals for myself to get there. How we get through life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. But so, so you do all this training and I mean, that looks different for everyone. So, and apparently some people don't even need it, but like, if you're like me the first time I was definitely like, uh, a mixture of like really dedicated to training, but also still like really lazy and missed a bunch of it. So then you have like the anxiety and guilt of missing your training and worrying like how that's going to now look on race day. So that's a whole other thing besides the time commitment trying to pay attention to what you're eating and stuff yeah. because like obviously different foods sit differently in your stomach as especially as you're trying to run like four five six miles is yeah. way different than yeah like one or two i know do you ever try those like goos and I blocks and stuff goos. i like follow a couple runners on on tiktok and like when i watch them and they're always like okay goo time and i'm like I don't know how I feel about those. I feel like the texture would freak me out a little bit. I don't know. I, In fairness, I guess I only tried like one or two and they were kind of like, I don't know if they're all caffeinated or the one Some I are, had not all of them are. Was, I did not think it made me feel very good, but um, regardless of those, I we do now bring snacks to Broad Street. So yeah. we had like some peanut butter chocolate granola bar mm-hmm. things. And even if it's just like Reese's Cups, which honestly are actually pretty good, like running yeah. food for like later. Cause 10 miles, it's just too much. Like, yeah. and I've definitely learned that. Yeah. Like, and you're up really early and you know, you have to eat too. So uh, your body needs like breakfast time. And so the day of the race, you've already done all this work. Like you've already yeah. done so much just to get here. And now the day of the race, you gotta wake up at like fucking 4.30 in the morning. See, I'm because just... you need to get down there and give yourself plenty of time. Granted, I am I am fully on the train of like you do not actually need to, but yeah. we usually meet up with people. There's a lot of coordination, so we were up at four thirty. So that means you got to get to bed early the night before. Yeah, you also have to think about what you eat like the whole day before. Uh, like this all sounds so unappealing. It is <laughs> like you describing <laughs> it does so not make me want to run. At I know, all. like the day before, I'm like, oh my god, what am I eating all You're day? Like, Don't because... eat Indian food because you will shit your pants. Yes, yes, you have to think <laughs> about those things, Kelly. It's a long day, and the porta potties are disgusting. Ugh. I didn't even include that in my notes, but uh, they actually that was the best part of there being only yeah, fifteen thousand. The porta potties were so much better this Nothing year. Nothing can be worse than the porta potties at the Eagles Parade. Uh, oh <laughs> my god! I made the mistake of trying to use a porta potty at the um, stadium. So where? So you get up at four thirty, you drive to Philly if you're like me and don't live in Philly, and you can park at the stadiums mm-hmm. um, and then take the subway to the starting yeah. line. So you want to get there early because sometimes the subway can be hard to get on if there's like a lot of crowds. You might have to wait a few cars to like get on. Um, The stadium parking lots do normally fill up this year. If they didn't, there was plenty of parking. But normally like you get there and it's a bit chaotic. Um, And also normally the porta potties at the starting line, the lines are like 40 minutes long. Like it can be crazy. Um, so there were some in the stadium parking lots and silly me thinking they'd be clean. They were disgusting. I was in line for one and a woman came out. There were like 10 people ahead of me and a woman came out and she was like, 
there's shit all over the seats. There's no toilet paper, no hand sanitizer, which I wasn't banking on those yeah. things. But like yeah. the rest of her description, I was like, nope. And there were some, those were closest to the subway. So there was another set like across the parking lot. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to go try those. They're further from the subway. Yeah, so, maybe so maybe they'll maybe be a little better. And they were, but it was still unpleasant. And then I got to the starting line and was able to use one that I was like, oh, this is like, a million times better than in the stadiums. Why would you think that if they're going to have a bunch of people park there for a race, they wouldn't bother Dude, cleaning them? They're terrible. I, first of all, porta potties, I have such a weird. I, it's... when I used to go to concerts back in the day, <laughs> this one concert, I wore a romper. Note to everyone never wear a romper oh, to a no. concert that you're drinking a lot at. So I no. had to go to romper, and this bathroom was one of the big big porta potties that was for guys and it was just urinals on either side like just yeah. a lot like a trough of urinals and it was just obviously all girls in there and i literally had to like get naked to pee in the urinal <laughs> because i had a romper i was like this is literally the most embarrassing thing so like people are coming in and out and i'm like they're fucking naked that like, is that is up there on most like, embarrassing <laughs> like, things. i was like i had to go i should have just like got naked next oh, to man. a car at that point i'm like, so glad i don't like rompers i've done <laughs> i've peed in the parking lot of concerts oh my god to yeah avoid multiple going times to the, the porta potties but yeah cause... i don't know why that's like the only thing i don't even know what concert it was it might have been xtu which country Thing well, that's that. what you get. Yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> I don't. Back in the day, embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, so those like just yeah, just figuring out bathroom stuff. That's a whole other thing that's really hard and very personal. I feel like I would person. have to pee myself before running. So <laughs> honestly, I, I peed like fifty million times. Just do to people make sure. pee themselves while running while running marathons? Yes. Uh, yeah, people do do that. That is a thing people oh do. Oh my god! Especially people that are competing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like for like the Olympics when you run sub four minute miles. Yep. Yeah. People, I'm sure you can Google that, but what? I know for a fact people do pee themselves oh when they run those god. races. I mean, it would give you but like actually, lubrication on your thighs. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's helpful. Uh, luckily, Broad Street's not so long. Normally, no. so. Uh, so we're there. We've used the disgusting porta potties or the less disgusting porta potties. We've connected with people, which if you're trying to connect with people on normal years, it's can be very difficult because your phones don't work. Right, your phones aren't working. The cell towers are overloaded. Um, but maybe you found everyone you want to. You're in a giant crowd, and it's also freezing. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to be sweating later. Yeah, like how do you take off clothes while you're running? Like, I know a lot of people just wear things that they don't like and they'll just like throw yep. them, but like. Yeah, I, that's that's what you do. I mean, or you suck it up and just deal with yeah, the cold, which like, this year wasn't terrible. No. I have a really thin long sleeve shirt that yeah. I was wearing and I just left on for a while, but it was so light tying it around my waist, like didn't it didn't bother make a me. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people go to Walmart or thrift stores mm -hmm. and buy something super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And then they collect the clothes. I feel like I've heard that they donate the clothes. Hopefully, although on years I that mean, it's rained heavier, like, I hope they clean them. Yeah, first. they throw them in the wash. Um, but yeah, so you well, really, this year you had a little bit of rain. We did. Yeah, you really have to plan. You have to, like, scour the weather and plan around that and have, you know, I mean, you don't have to do any of this. Like, you can show up. Yeah. And maybe it'll suck and you'll get through it. But, like, if you want it to be... a experience a, a nice experience yeah you know there are these things you want to be paying attention to i honestly only want to run 
like a marathon or whatever just for like the photos of me running it that's so vain of me but so the photos of me at the finish line i mean i would look disgusting always been terrible. because it makes me think of like at weddings when there's like photos of me dancing yes. and i look repulsive and then i see all these girls who like just look so cute like spinning and i'm like what is wrong with me why do i look like that i think that would be me running i think i would just look like an absolute like potato running across it, like the, the the finish line well that's me so i i don't have much optimism for you on that part to be honest because i've never ordered the photos they no, take i think i would look ridiculous they look terrible and yeah some people look just amazing yeah. and it looks so epic uh nope. but yeah yeah so it's it kind of sucks and then once you've done all all of those many things then you have to run 10 yeah, miles. Yeah, for real. Uh, so running 10 miles, to be honest, at that point is probably not the worst part yeah. of all of it. Um, because what is cool about Broad Street um, is the energy. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. Philly's a fun city. Like, Philly loves their I think, athletes I think stuff. the cool thing about it is, like, I the one thing that I think is unique and, like, the best part about Philly is that all the stadiums are in one spot. So, like, when you do run Broad Street, you run, like, to the stadiums. And that's just, like, a cool thing to be, yeah. like, you're running to where, like, all the athletes go. You know, that's where, like, the big teams play. And that's, like, really cool. And, I mean, in the city, in down by the stadiums, there's Xfinity Live, like, mm -hmm. the huge bar. So, it's just cool to, like, be able to go there and hang out. And Ah, uh, after the race is the best yeah. part. Yeah. Like, you do the race to hang out after yeah. the race. Which is not true. I know a lot of people that did the race and went right home. Yeah. And, but for me, I love the the after part, uh, except for the immediate after part. When you feel like you're dying. You feel like you're dying. So this year was pretty rough. Um, we did pretty well, but I was hurting more than I wish yeah. was true towards the end. And I'm still recovering a little bit, <laughs> but we're getting there. But the sick joke of Broad Street is you run 10 miles it doesn't end at the stadium where your car is. It ends at the Navy Yard where you might have up to two miles to yeah. walk back to your car. There's no, Ugh. there's like no other option. The worst option is if they're doing shuttle buses, which they do sometimes. Um, then you sit on the shuttle bus right after you ran 10 miles. You're all cramped in there. Your legs cramp up Ugh. terribly. So you're better off walking yeah. two more miles. This year wasn't too bad because of... The construction at the navy yard mm -hmm. we ended at fdr park yeah um which is actually wet like we ran right past our car that's the other tease is like you literally like run past your car yeah. to the end um but the park was actually like right across the street from yeah. where we parked so that was very that's nice, nice. To have, did like, they have anything in the park afterwards i feel like they should have like had not much. They it would have been some... fun if they would have had like a cool so, party afterwards. Because you know, of COVID, so... there was That's less true. going on. Normally, there is like a lot of stuff set up at yeah. the finish line, but this year there wasn't. There was they were giving out like you know they give you your bag of snacks mm -hmm. um, and your medal and like Dunkin' Donuts was there giving out like samples of coffee. Yeah. I was actually really sad because normally they're there selling coffee. They yeah. have like a coffee truck, um, and I was about I was like oh, I got to go buy some coffee. That sounds and wonderful. They just had and it was like this dinky little cup of very delicious pumpkin spiced <laughs> ice latte. Um, but yeah, this year there wasn't much. Normally there is. Normally there's a bunch of vendors and they had like a petting zoo the, in 2019, the last time we did it. Um, hmm. But in 2019, 
what sucked was that it rained a lot. Yeah, like, I we, remember it was pouring. We lucked out this year. It didn't rain too much. That can re- that can really make or break yeah. the day. And it almost always rains a little bit. But in 2019, it rained so much. At the end, like, it was raining on and off all day. But it was pretty bad. But it wasn't unbearable. What yeah. became slightly unbearable was just as we finished. And we were with a big group of people. And we went really slow. So... We, we finished and then started walking back to our car and then it started like really Ooh, raining. Yeah. And Tom had suggested that he and I share one of those metal blankets they give you oh. to warm up. Uh, yeah. So you're like, give it to me. Damn it. Yeah, this was your so, suggestion. Yeah. So I was cold because I only had half of it and then it was <laughs> raining. So I couldn't really use it to cover myself. We got to the car. I was so cold between like your core temperature just drops because you were like real hot and And stuff. Yeah, your body's trying to cool itself off basically. Yeah, Yeah. and now the temperature outside also dropped. Yeah, Uh, I could literally barely get my car open. My hands were so cold, my fingers were like frozen, and all I wanted to do was change. And I was like, I. I my fingers like would not bend yeah. and I was trying to like change out of my wet clothes it was terrible and um, getting out of wet clothes is hard to begin with but all that being said it's a lot of fun yeah there's a lot of good energy people come out they make great signs yeah I, I always see some good signs there's like worst parade ever yeah or all of this for a t-shirt yeah <laughs> like it's Philly is just like I, uh, we're the, funny and insulting people there was this girl a couple years ago that I went to high school with and her uncle was supposed to like run it, but he Uh decided not to. And it was like, she had a sign that was like, uncle Joe was supposed to run. He opted out. Don't be uncle Joe. (laughs) Like something like that. It was, it was funny. Yeah. There's a, some guy was sitting on the side with a cooler and a sign saying beer for quitters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there was a, there was a lot of races. I mean, I think the Chicago Marathon was this weekend. Oh, really? Um, I think the Boston Marathon was this week. Oh. Which is exciting. Yeah. I saw a really cute story of or picture of these people on the side cheering people on, and they just had two golden retrievers with the head of flags in their mouth saying, like, Boston strong. And I was like, Aww. look at these dogs. <laughs> there, there were not enough dogs out there. Yeah. But I do like when people bring their dogs oh, yeah. to cheer us on. It's just really nice. To, to have so much energy there because it is really tough. Yeah, and you worked really hard to get there, but it can be hard to push yourself yeah. through. And having all the people cheering along the side, like it makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and it is it adds to the fun. Like a lot of times, different like colleges and stuff will have their bands come out mm-hmm. and play at different parts. So that's cool. It, it's a fun race. It is hard. Oh, and the one thing people lie to you about, they will say. That it's all downhill. And it is not. <laughs> Broad Street is a net downhill. Yeah. You are ultimately further downhill than you were when you started. However, those first couple miles, it's not it's a drastic, slow crawl. but there is some uphill. Yeah. So they are lying when people <laughs> say it is all downhill or it is all flat. It is not quite. <laughs> it's not bad, but people try to make it sound easier than it is. But it is not so hard that most people can't do it. And when you're on the when you're on the course, you'll look around and be like, you know what? I can I, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when yeah. you're in the back like I normally am. And yeah. You're like, these are nice. my people. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the slow runners. 
And then we go uh, to Chicky and Pete's afterwards every year. Sounds uh, good to me. Which Shoot. is great, except that it's really hard to get there because yeah. of all the road closures. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so maybe got in a little fight uh, with Tom about that as we were navigating You have to like year. go through like the neighborhoods to get back there. But we did eventually make our way there and the cheese fries are all, fries, all yep. worth it. Yep. So maybe in May? No, nope, eh? not this May. Eh? <laughs> maybe. So do I like doing the Broad Street Run or do I do it because I'm actually fundraising every year? (laughs) (laughs) I would say a little of column A and a little of column B. I feel like I haven't fundraised since like a sports team or like since school. (laughs) Were you one of those canners that would stand outside with like a coffee can So I was, you're probably going to be like, oh my God. When I was younger, I was um, on a cheerleading team and we were really competitive and we were going to the Junior Olympics in Detroit. So we had to fundraise to go to the Junior Olympics in Detroit. So we had like cans everywhere and like at every restaurant around town. And yeah, we would like stand outside and do car washes and stuff like that. It's probably like the biggest fundraising I've been involved in, I feel like, <laughs> which is like embarrassing. We did go though to the Junior Olympics. That was cool. How much did you raise? I have no freaking <laughs> I was probably like maybe 10 years old, probably a little older, maybe 12. Like oh, That's cool though. That's fun. Yeah, no, it was it was a cool experience, except for like we had to take a bus and the bus's bathroom broke on the one. It was gross. Oh, that's you know the porta potty. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the porta potty on the bat and the on the bus broke. But oh, that's it's worse. Yeah, it's worse on a bus. Yeah, because you're stuck there. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible, <laughs> and we had to drive to freaking Detroit, which didn't make it any better. And you have to share the bus with all the kids here in school. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah no. that sounds terrible. No. But I'm glad you got to go. <laughs> that was um, fun. I. I did always have mixed feelings on having children panhandle for <laughs> for change for their fundraisers, but you know, whatever works. People yeah. gave you the money. Yeah. I, I wonder mean, what people do now. I don't. Not a lot of people carry change. They just on say them. Venmo. You can Venmo yes, me because those fucking Girl Scouts will get you. You go like oh, walk past them and they're like, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have cash. And they're like, we take Venmo, and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I did used to sell Girl Scout cookies. I did that too. I, I love Girl Scout cookies. I do too. <laughs> I had a I had a good racket going on with them because my mom worked for Super Fresh, oh, and yeah. I swear, like back in the day. I feel like I remember when I was a Girl Scout or a Brownie. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually do real Girl Scouts, so it yeah. was a little too No, much I was commitment. a Brownie, too. It's um, fine. But they gave us just order forms. And at the time, I feel like there was this, like, push to not have the girls sell cookies in person. Because they were trying to, like, get kids to stop going to, like, strangers' houses. Yeah, go to, like, door to door. Knock- yeah, to, like, go door to door. Um, and I don't feel like people normally were setting up outside of grocery stores the way they do now. Yeah. But my mom worked at a grocery store, so I did. And I felt like I sold so much and I hustled so hard. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself. And she was like, you sold eight boxes. <laughs> then like, I don't even remember how this worked out that like the points system yeah. I got for like what I sold uh, got me two nightlights. 
And then it's these like freaking other like, like brownies whose parents worked for Merck, the local like pharmaceutical company, yeah. taking their order form. The kids didn't do shit. Yeah. And they'd get a fucking bike or something. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. two nightlights. What am I going to do with the second one? How many does a girl need? <laughs> it reminds me of um, when you go to like Dave and Buster's and you like yeah. have five million points so and it's much. like you get a pencil and you're right. like, what the fuck? Spent <laughs> all that time. Yeah, as a single kid, like you only need, you probably only have one nightstand. It's not like you're in a spouse where you have two this nightstands. Is, this is not like a lamp, Kelly, plugged into an outlet. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those just night lights that you put it's, in the hallway. It's just a little pink round thing that says like Girl Scouts on it. It's terrible. <laughs> No, I used to stand outside Acme and sell them, but I used to like. I even nowadays, I'm like, I would. I hated going up to people and being like, "You want to buy Girl Scout cookies?" Uh, so fundraising, it's so awkward. Like asking people for money, even though you believe, you know, maybe in what your cause, you're, yeah. like you're, yeah, yeah, it's important to you. But it's really like money is so uncomfortable. It and, is, you know. So especially nowadays, like you don't like as much as covid is going on you don't know how people are struggling and stuff even though people are struggling though right. they really like donating too you know they want to do the right thing which oh, makes people with the least amount of money are the, are the most ones who generous yeah people. are the ones who like know Absolutely. what it feels like to not have money and will donate it yeah i will donate money to anyone to be honest and like yeah. i barely have any money but i'm happy to like give someone a hotel room if they need it like right yeah so Broad Street, as I mentioned, the first year we've raised money for the American Cancer Society. And to be honest, I I wasn't going to run Broad Street again. Yeah. I was happy to have done it. It was a nice <laughs> accomplishment, you know, but I just wasn't planning to again. Yeah. Um, but then a couple years later, uh, a friend of mine, another friend, an actual mutual friend to the one who passed away... Um, in 2013 from cancer, a mutual friend of ours was diagnosed with fucking cancer. Yeah. Because, like, hashtag fuck cancer. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but she was young, like, a few years older than me, but, like, young yeah. to, to have breast cancer. It was metastatic, which is stage four. Yeah, um, you're not basically coming back from that one. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a, uh, I forget what the right word to say it is, a terminal diagnosis. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... That was a nightmare. She just had a baby. It was terrible. Um, but she was also like an amazing person yeah. and a dedicated runner. And she loved Broad Street. And she's like, I'm not going to let this stop me. And I was like, well, fuck me. I'll like, run with I'll you run. then. Yeah. You know, how can I not? Like, <laughs> yeah. With something like that. So. Yeah. You're like, I'm just not running because I'm lazy. You're actually you right. have a reason to freaking run. <laughs> right. So um, so she had gotten hooked up with this local organization called Team CMMD. So that's who I've been fundraising for the past few years. Um, they actually like fundraise in partnership with the American Cancer mm -hmm. Society because they are a local, a local charity in Chester County, Pennsylvania. And what their mission is, is to raise money and they write grants to people with cancer diagnosis for themselves or their families um, for basically anything. It's yeah. just a local place to help people out. Like, you know, healthcare in this country is a joke. So yeah. even if you have insurance to like cover your treatments and stuff, doesn't make a difference. Like, transportation to get places, groceries for when like you're sick yeah. and you can't cook and yeah. like all that stuff. So it basically goes to, you know, anyone that might be in need yeah. related to cancer. Um, 
So she had gotten hooked up with them. They had a big running group and they'd raised so much money for the American Cancer Society over the years that uh, they worked out a deal with them for the Broad Street Run where the first 500 um, that you raise goes to the American Cancer Society because that's the minimum that you need to raise for Broad Street. Um, but everything above that goes directly to Team CMMD. Yeah. So for the past four times I've run Broad Street, it's been to fundraise for that. Yeah. Um, and I, I've never had a problem meeting the minimum. Yeah. I always wanted to get more because yeah, I wanted then to that go goes to like the local yeah. place. But yeah, I still, I don't, I don't like to ask did people you do, for money. How much did you get this year? Uh, a little over a thousand. That's good. You at least it, got five hundred towards to the. I did. Yeah, that's usually my goal. Like you know, if I can get five hundred to each, I feel pretty good about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I never really want to ask people for money because I don't know. I just feel weird. So I use social media pretty strictly. Yeah. For it, aside from like a handful of people who aren't really on social media yeah. that like I know want to donate, I'll let them know mm-hmm. when Send it's them available. A link kind of thing. But uh. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know the best way to go about it, and I like get really torn because I feel bad in that I know if I approached people more directly, I would definitely get more money. Yeah, but then you would, feel awkward about it. You're right. like, I don't want to bug you. I'm not trying like right. Yeah, it's not. I don't like. Don't feel bad if you say no, but I just wanted to approach you about it. But I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't I don't want to ask anyone for it. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, and even in my so my approach to fundraising for the most part has been uh, 95% social media posts that are just self-deprecating about how bad of a runner I am and pushing through it anyway. And, you know, if you want to donate and trying to keep things just really light and funny and, you know, I think the more more relatable you make something, the more someone, you'll speak to someone and they'll want to help, you know? That's why with my job now... I work with real estate agents and that's like what I tell them all the time. A lot of them are like, we don't want to like, it's just so much time to do social media. And I'm like, if you just tell stories and connect with Mm -hmm. people, it's, they're so much more likely to pick you and choose you and listen to you than anything else. So even, you know, going from real estate to this, to asking for donations, like it's just the more you connect with people and the more real you are, yeah. The more people are going to want to donate. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, I tried to find a balance. But even even in, like, what I'll write on my social media posts, like, I always make sure not to only say, like, please donate. But, yeah. like, if you can, yeah. if you are inspired and able. Yeah. And if you can't, sharing that's, is great. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. like, just a like or a word of encouragement. Because mm-hmm. I don't want people to feel like they don't get to be part of of the journey that yeah. I'm sharing, yeah. you know, just because I think a good thing to donate. do is like to give people shout outs too. I mean, I don't know if you did that for this, but like when someone when Kelly. someone donates and they like <laughs> they you know the name you could see a name or something like that. Like if it's not too ridiculous amount of people, you could always like give a shout out, a thank you on your yeah. page, like that kind of stuff because people like other people hearing that they did something good. You know, they're yeah. they're so vain too, so. I, think I do not think any of my donors are vain, no. Kelly. Some of them are no, listening. No, but I'm saying people People like, I'm not no, saying you're, you're people. I'm saying people in general are vain and they want to be like, yeah, that, did you hear that I donated? Like, just someone yeah, might say something I mean, to them. Like, it's uh, not. The recognition, you know, is, of it, course. Yeah, it makes people like, feel good makes, and it makes them yeah. feel better. So I think it's just, I, I think it's a good way to, like, get the people who are donating involved in what you're doing. 
it does yeah yeah i want i want people to feel you know connected because it's like it is a thing that could unfortunately and likely will impact, impact your life pretty yeah. much everyone like everyone probably knows someone who's had cancer yeah if not themselves yeah. or someone very close to them um and it's and I think it's good that you're doing it for like another local charity too, because I think big charities scare people. Yeah. I mean, for me specifically, like if I donate to the American Red Cross or to the American Cancer Society, I'm like, I don't know where that goes. Right. Where is the money going? So I think you being like, it's going to this local right. charity, it like is much more enticing for people to want to donate to that. Yeah. And it, I mean, they've, so they've, you know, helped out my friend, um, Erica, mm-hmm. who introduced me to them. Um, and actually in 2017 or 2018, I forget, uh, a friend of mine from college, we weren't like super close, but like we were friends from college. Um, she had actually gotten breast cancer super young, yeah. my age, you know, so this was a few years ago. And she reached out to me because she had seen me posting stuff on on Facebook and whatever. And I didn't know this, but they had like written a grant for her. Oh, that's awesome. And her like Mm sister-in-law was there running. So I got like a really nice message from her, like at the starting line of Broad Street. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, I'm just happy that they were able to help you, even though like I hate this. Uh, No, I love, I like wish that I knew more things about fundraising and all that kind of stuff because i just like love the idea of people who like work in fundraising i think that sounds like such a like a thankless job you know like you do so much and care for others and it's like so hard it's definitely like not an easy job at all yeah but i mean i know a lot of people like they don't you know they don't get paid it's like donated time and stuff like that a lot of times i just think it sounds like such an interesting thing yeah, and if you do get paid, it's probably not much. No, and no. if you do get paid much, it's probably for a questionable Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's, I mean, it's fun, like, and it keeps, it keeps me accountable. Yeah. So, like, it is definitely not all selfless, mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be running these broad streets if I didn't feel, like, compelled to, to help with the fundraising and yeah. awareness and all of that. Um. That really keeps me very, very, very accountable in my yeah. running. Like I have That's good. You have a reason to run though. Yeah. I can't tell you how many other races that I did not fundraise for it that I signed up for and just didn't go. Yeah. Or like yeah. walked off the if race. If it really has like no meaning to you, it's sometimes hard. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, motivation. It's one of those things that's hard to even yeah. stick with. So it was um you know, it's always, like, it can be a little bit of fun. Like, I like putting the stories together. Like, I like making content for social media. Mm-hmm. So getting, like, a good silly picture and writing a caption, trying to, like, engage people. I enjoy that. Um, this year was a little harder because my friend Erica passed away. In yeah. May. Yeah. So, well, it's still good that you did it for her, though. So. It was. Yeah. And the day, like, the day of the race was actually great. I think it was really good for, you know, for me and for those much closer to her that mm-hmm. were there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I felt, I felt good coming out of it. That yeah. That was, like, good that we were all there and that everyone felt pretty good on what, like, could have been a pretty shitty day. Mm-hmm. It just made it harder to know how to go about fundraising because yeah. every year before it had been 
so easy to talk about how inspiring she was yeah. and you know like i mean you can still this. talk about all that stuff though you yeah, know what i mean like I she did. still inspired you to do all that and you want to just because she's gone doesn't mean you want to stop giving to this charity you know they do great things that's true and maybe next year i'll feel less weird about it but yeah it's it fresh still it's fresh and you know it's like this weird line between like i don't want to feel like i'm using yeah memory but, even though like she would 100 percent be yeah, down for that yeah. she'd be like uh no yeah. she worked in marketing too so she'd be like absolutely yeah <laughs> like, push this story get them dollars you know whatever yeah. it takes um but yeah so it was awkward so like that's that was just tough because it was like uh even though like people get moved in a different way yeah but like people also shy away from sad stuff yeah and i'm no different yeah. like it's no, hard to know how to how to engage with that so i do super duper appreciate um everyone that did donate to my Broad Street fundraiser, which I'll be giving shout outs now because I feel bad that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I just think it's cool to be like, you know, thank you so much to these people and these people. Yeah, no, it is. And if you do want to donate, um, I actually, my fundraiser is still up through the end of the month, oh. I believe. Uh, so the link to it is at my bio, um, at Sheridies on Instagram. So if anyone's listening and wants to make a donation, Check me out on social media. All my stuff is public, so yeah. you can find it there. Um, but yeah, so still still going strong if anyone wants to donate. Um, you know, don't feel like you have to. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> feel like you have to. Donate. It's a good thing. Um, but yeah, so fundraising, is it can be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it can be weird because like who wants to ask people for money? And then you get like, now like Facebook and Instagram will let you just like post a yeah. fundraiser that's like for my birthday yep. I'm raising money for this and I always feel super weird about Me those because I'm like I want to donate because like maybe it's a good cause but like I just I don't know I think about doing face- those all the time but I'm like like around my birthday but I'm like I just feel weird like I don't yeah I don't know so if you were going to what would be, what would you fundraise for? What would be something you'd feel the least weird about asking people to donate because you care about it that much? I mean, I would really like, I mean, I would probably do something like, like American Cancer Society or find like a, like a cancer kind of yeah. thing to donate to. Um, but I also would really love to donate to like, or donate to some sort of like women's health women's mm. like well, probably honestly Planned Parenthood because they need all the help that they can get right now oh my gosh I know. um but women's like even even like domestic violence kind of shelters kind of places yeah like Laurel House yeah exactly or a local place because if you haven't yet on Netflix watch Made oh I've heard that it's that's really, really freaking good. good I bawled my eyes out for like hours watching it but it's just like legit shows the struggle of like emotional abuse of people yeah and I'm like I just wanted to help this girl. Like, I just wanted to help her the whole right. time, you know? People with, like, real problems, not the, yeah. is that hard problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I was like, yeah, something like that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, although I do this fundraising, I will say that if you want, especially since we're in October, and I've learned quite a lot about the breast cancer community, um, I would encourage people to shy away from the Susan G. Komen stuff, where they're, the questions of, like, where the money goes. Yeah. Like, not a lot of it ends up where you want it yeah, to, exactly. um, but a great breast cancer charity to donate to is actually called Metaviver, where 98% of everything donated to Metaviver goes directly to research. Oh, that's yeah, super, that's super low overhead. Yeah. Um, 
and it is just dedicated to research because mm-hmm. uh like a hundred percent of women and men that die of breast cancer die of metastatic breast cancer yeah and that gets the least amount of research dollars because it's not as appealing yeah because sad stuff gonna... is not as inspiring and, and you think like they're from. like at what's the point because they're gonna die anyway i know like that's what their thought probably is which yeah. is insane because i know if we can save them why not but so, but aside from just like saving people, uh, I love a good animal charity. Oh, for sure. So much. That's that's very true. I would definitely <laughs> do an animal charity. But uh, yeah, so I'm done fundraising for this year, but I'll be back pretty soon. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, and yeah, check out at Charities if you want to throw yeah, in a few dollars to a good uh, drop her a couple dollars, a good cause. Well, and here we are, right on time for seasonal depression. Dude, this, like, <laughs> last two weeks, I, I don't know if it's because it's been, like, gloomy. It really hasn't been sunny at all. I am just, like, in the most bum mood. Like, not, I don't know. I just, like I said earlier, like, I just want to sleep. I'm just, like, yeah, worn out, exhausted. And there's a lot of stuff that's, like, happened in my life, which has probably, like, exhausted me in general. I feel like all my weekends have been filled up, so I haven't had my decompression time. Yeah. So that's probably exhausted me to begin with. But, yeah. Well, that's why one of our topics is World Mental Health Day. Yeah. Um, And October is National Depression and Mental Health Screening Month, too. So So that's a good time to, to get checked out because there is no shame in mental health or mental illness. No, no. so yeah, it's, it's been tough. Yeah, no, it's been hard. I mean, my, uh, I have like years ago when I was in college, just was like clearly overwhelmed with life because it's college. Sure. So I like went to, you know, went to therapy and stuff like that. I even like got medicine for anxiety, all that kind of stuff. And I just like really didn't like it. Like yeah. I, I didn't like the person I was talking to. I didn't like the medicine I was given. So I've sort of just like veered away from it mm-hmm. and like not that i wouldn't go back to therapy i probably should because i can cry at a drop of anything because i'm just the worst like that but literally everyone should be in yeah. therapy oh 100 percent. but it's <laughs> so expensive that i can't afford it so instead of do- playing for therapy i just go to the gym instead <laughs> which is fine i mean it puts me in a better mood i got friends that helps. go to aa for therapy yeah you i know i know i honestly i'm not even a religious person and i've like thought of going and just like chatting with the priest because i feel like that they will listen yeah. <laughs> like, for, or like a pastor of some sort whatever but yeah no it's it's just been like the last couple of weeks like we've had a family friend pass away crazy enough the family friend who passed away they and then this week they had to put their dog down like it's, oh no are it, you serious they're they have had such a struggle and it's just like taken a toll Ugh. like i want to help them in any sort of way and it's also taken a toll like I'm just, like, sad. I'm like, how could all of this happen, you know? Yeah. And it's one of my parents, like, best friends. So my parents are trying to do everything they can to help them. But they yeah. also feel bad. Like, it's right. just, like, so much going on. And, like, poor Jeff the other day. Like, first of all, I was watching Maid, which made me just cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching Maid. Jeff was out at a friend's house. Um, he came home and I was already in bed because it was like 930 or something like that. And he was bringing me Chick-fil-A and I was like, don't worry about Chick-fil-A. It's already late. I don't want it anymore. And he was like, I'm already here, whatever. So he brought it and he like comes up to give me (laughs) Chick-fil-A in bed and I like get up and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) 
like bawling my eyes out. And he was like, oh my God. He had like three, 10 things of Chick-fil-A in his hand. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, wasn't expecting me to just be like a wreck when he got home. So I was like a wreck. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, I'm just sad. <laughs> like, and it really was just that. I was just like totally like sad and just worn out from like dealing with a ton of shit, checking on my parents if they're okay. The week like that, the Sunday before I had my sister's baby shower. So I was just like exhausted from dealing with that. You got a lot going it on. It was just, there was just so much going on and I was just like super overwhelmed. So it's just been like this whole, and like I mentioned before, I was at the Finger Lakes. I was just overwhelmed being around people. Yeah. Um, I get really bent out of shape at weddings during father daughter dances because for those who don't know, my dad died a couple years ago. So like, I just get real off yeah. and I watch it and I can't stop crying. And when I start crying, I can't stop. So then through the wedding, I'm like dancing, but crying. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't like stop myself. So it's just been like, I'm just a mess. <laughs> like the <laughs> last couple of weeks, I'm just a mess. And I just want to like, I just want it to snow or something. <laughs> like yeah. I need something. Just something to encourage hibernation. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just have, like, I've just been, like, so off, I feel like, for myself. But hopefully, like, I have a vacation coming up. And mm. I think I, like, really need it. Yes. <laughs> to not even just, like, my work's not that busy, all the kind of stuff. But I just, like, need to not work. I need yeah. to not think about anything and just, like, chill on vacation. Yeah, you have had a lot going on. Yeah. And quite a lot of emotionally taxing things yeah. too so i also want to clarify that i already knew that about the family friend passing away so my extra exclamation <laughs> at the dog passing away was because i didn't know yeah, that part no, that... not because i care more about the dog <laughs> no 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 it literally happened yesterday like that is their, her daughter posted like a photo like a little thing on instagram about her dad and then like it had the dog in it and i was like what Jesus the Christ. hell i like called my mom i was like what it's like she not was like, allowed. Yeah, I know. I was like, and luckily they, they do have another dog. So it's not like they're dogless, but that doesn't, right. that doesn't make up for anything. Like yeah. I was still just like, holy cow. Like the worst, talk about the worst two weeks of your life. Like mm -hmm. I, it was just insane. I just was like, I can't believe this is <laughs> happening. I just felt horrible. And it just, I don't, I don't want someone else's pain like that to, you know, affect me that much. Cause I but I, it's just, I know person. I'm being empathetic, but like, it's, I want, I, I want to be as strong as I can for other people. And like, I, Oh yeah. I mean, part, part of being strong for other people is also accepting support, Yeah, you know, yeah. for, for yourself. And so it is a time to bring awareness to mental health. And I think that one of the problems that we have with conversations is like, there's a serious lack of attention and support for mental illness mm -hmm. but like also for mental wellness in general yeah because like not everything requires a diagnosis to require addressing it yeah you know yeah and, and i think that's the issue is like you could take a day off from work sure whatever but like it, i i think there needs to be a difference between like this sounds stupid but like pto and like Right, like sick days. Yes, and like <laughs> mental health sick days. Because I think regular sick days aren't even needed as much as it's like a mental health sick day, you know? Like well, I think... Who, who takes sick days anyway? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Exactly. Especially like I work from home, so I will literally never take sick days. <laughs> but I mean, It's not even like, you know, it's not even like 
just being able to assign the days to be for like sick days or PTO. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't imagine taking a day off without planning it yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, I would if I needed to. Yeah. Same. Um, but and my my current like team is very supportive. Like I know yeah. they yeah. would make it work. I would feel so guilty. Yeah. Like the idea of actually taking it would probably a day drain off. me more mentally to oh do God. that than sit there and deal with it. Just to like relax. Yeah. Um so I have I've not had nearly as much going on as you. I've been busy, but not with yeah. not with all that. But I've been feeling quite uh drained and just like not myself lately. And it's been very taxing that we've had the construction still yeah. going on. Yeah. So like when I want to just like bum out mm-hmm. on the couch and kind of like take a, a mental reset. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Because there's like people Someone still in walking my house. around. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't sit around and wallow as much as I would like. No, and I think for me, like, a lot of it, it's just, like, me battling myself, you know? Because in my head, I'm just like, you're fine. Like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, it's always like, it's okay to be sad, but then I'm also like, what are you sad about? You know, you're sad about, you're sad, like, right now, obviously, there's things to be sad about, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's okay to be sad, but then I battle with myself in my own head, like, Stop crying. (laughs) Like I will literally sit and just think about the state of the world and start crying because there's always something to be sad about. Exactly. (laughs) It's a lot. And I mean this this past two years, you know, has I can't imagine people who've had like real tragedies surrounding COVID in terms of like losing Uh, friends and family, losing jobs. Like I didn't have any of that, very fortunately. Yeah. Um but like it's been exhausting just to exist in the world. Yeah. Like these past. Because I mean, years. you turn on anything and it's just like it's just draining. Yeah, it's, it's just, just miserable like, and sad. Ex- <laughs> like the other day, Jeff was like, "Oh, I want to watch Contagion." And I was like, "Can we not? <laughs> like, we live in Contagion. I yeah. don't like. I can't in my brain space. I cannot watch that. Like, I need to just keep myself with like." funny or like even scary movies that will make me laugh because it's so stupid like (laughs) like i i cannot i don't have the headspace to watch like actually thought-provoking shows unlike when i watched made but like i just had to finish that because it was really freaking good but side note have you watched squid games no (laughs) i haven't everyone keeps asking me i'm like literally the type person who watches everything and i I haven't watched squid games yet i know i don't know why i i haven't gotten into it yeah, we'll have to we'll have to come back to. That I feel like one. that's a mental drain. It like, is. It's a little bit. I only watched a few episodes of it, but it's a little gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, mental health is serious, and we don't we just don't live in a society that supports it. Like, mm-hmm. if we're talking about just straight up mental illness, like there is so much stigma. So at our last job, like that's what I did was work like social media for mental health. Um, hospitals for like psychiatric and substance use disorder hospitals and honestly a lot of the shit that we shared like we would share stuff about depression screenings and anxiety and this and that that is not what brought a lot of people in there like there's a lot of people with schizoaffective disorder people a lot of times don't have a choice to be there borderline personality and things things that really not that i mean depression and anxiety can be one of them but like 
some of the stuff that like they're just more widely know, talked about then. right the more widely talked about and accepted things mm-hmm. are like not what kind of yeah i think the other stuff like there like we don't people. even talk about the, the yeah. scarier stuff yeah. where it's a little bit less queer a little bit less like widely accepted because right now it feels like everyone has experienced anxiety yeah. and depression even if it hasn't gotten to the point of a disorder yeah so it's like it's weird we don't even have like i don't even think we have the best language to like talk about all yeah. those things no, much absolutely. less like the resources to give it and all of them are like invisible mm-hmm. right so there's the common trope of like yeah oh you would bring someone a casserole which i don't know who makes casseroles but like <laughs> to if someone broke their leg but like if they had a suicide attempt or if they're like in a severe depression spell like you would not do that yeah and it's like well we should yeah maybe they need but that. it's also it is harder to know yeah when someone needs it well, like, because it's especially when you're in a depression spell or like you are super anxious you're probably not going to talk you know right. you're like so depressed and you're in your own head and you're so you know you're so hiding from the yeah. world kind of thing that like you're not going to talk to people about that and if you do it's right and i think that's like I mean, I, in general, struggle with communication. I am not good at that at all. And, like, I know that's something I need to work on. Because whenever I go to, like, talk about anything that, like, is on my mind, I just automatically cry. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's not that, like, and it just makes it seem so much more dramatic. And I, like, I'm always, like, please ignore me crying. This is, like, I just need to right. say this stuff. So, like, yeah, it's, like, so- sometimes people, like, I specifically won't say things just because, like, I don't want to seem more re- more ridiculous than I think I already do you know like I don't want to cry and like it seems so much more dramatic and I'm like I'm not trying to make it like right even though crying is awesome I can uh, literally cry in 0.2 seconds <laughs> I could do if I just like pulled up the right like sad animal commercial and <laughs> um, I I also lost my dad several years ago right yeah. around the same time as you did and at weddings and most things i am a lot weepier yeah. than i ever was before yeah that. oh i um, i never used to be able to cry <laughs> like i would not like i would not cry for anything before and yeah. like since like i lost my dad or like family members i can cry at anything now yeah and like i cried happy tears at a wedding i was like i've never oh, done that's this what I always do. I, like i'll cry happy tears because i'm like it's so beautiful i'm so happy and then like and then it changes yeah and then it just like i just can't stop like at one point i was literally sitting outside and the groom walked by who is the one who's my friend who was getting married and he was like are you still crying i was like i can't stop like i I don't know what to do like i feel like i'm ruining this wedding for like jeff and like everyone else because i literally cannot stop crying yeah like and i don't want to do that i don't want to be like that like i had to like apologize to jeff who's like it's fine i like understand but like I don't want to ruin a wedding for someone. Like maybe next time. I'm just gonna walk away next time to the father daughter <laughs> Or smoke some weed. I know. That I'm, might I, help. The only reason I didn't is because I like I was driving, uh, and that was because I was like that's a response. Yeah, well, because it was like there was 11 of us, and we were trying to figure yeah. out how to get back and forth because the house was on the lake, and we were like so up in New drink York. Although I drank. I did drink weed. Cry, cry. yeah, exactly. Which probably didn't help. I drank like during happy hour, and I had like one during the reception, and then I didn't drink the rest of the time. So for like three hours, I was just like sitting there crying, probably because yeah. I was like, I did have a little couple to drink, and then I was like, I- Have you ever had like 
a laughing spell turn into like hyperventilating crying because your body is doing mm-hmm. practically the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Early on when Tom and I started dating, and this is before I got weepier, uh, we were pretty early, pretty early in our relationship. First few months we had been dating and we got Taco Bell and I don't know what happened, but I had a taco on the <laughs> coffee table and it fell um, on the floor and we were both like cracking up at it for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, I don't remember what in the context made it so funny, yeah. but we were both like cracking up. But then like, like the action my body was making was literally the same thing as if I was like Bowling sobbing. Yeah. And all of a sudden like that laughter turned into me sobbing and I didn't know why but then I couldn't stop, and Tom did like not know what to do. He's like, oh my god, oh, we can get another taco. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not the taco. Yeah. I don't even know what's that, happening right now. I can't even tell you how many times <laughs> I have just started crying, and Jeff's like, "What's wrong?" Like, talk to him. Like, there's literally nothing wrong. Like, I do not even have an answer for you. Like, yeah. I am just in a mood, and I just need to cry. Yeah. And he's always like, "You need to talk to me. You need to tell me what's wrong." I'm like, I, there's probably something deep down. Yes, that's making me cry. I don't know what it is. I yeah like I don't I can't tell you like maybe I'm frustrated about work which yes it's probably always maybe I'm you know upset about not being able to go anywhere COVID like the world like I could just it's, cry it's just a lot yeah it's just a lot to deal with yeah like it, I feel like I sound so ridiculously depressed on this podcast so hey sorry guys <laughs> like, yeah, life is that hard this man. week I am not probably in the best mood but it's fine <laughs> I'm here well, I appreciate you sticking with it so we can kick <laughs> off season two. <laughs> From the happiest note of season two, yeah, you know. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, did you ever hear that Dane Cook stand-up special where he talks about, like, when you just know that, like, a serious cry is coming on and, like, no, all but day. I, I feel like I know that You're feeling. just, like, waiting to yes. get home to, like, unleash it. And then you do get home and you just, like, lean into it really heavy where you, like, dr- Bring yeah, you're these, like, like <gasps> memories yeah. to make it even worse. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to send you. The oh link my god, to that I feel like cause... that's my life right now. <laughs> like, I think that's like, well, like, when Jeff walked in the other day, I was just like clearly upset about our friend who passed away, and was just like watching something that just made me even more upset. And then I was like sitting on the couch crying, like, oh my god, he's gonna walk in, and I'm just crying on the couch. But I made it worse by going to bed. It was laying in bed, and then I was just like doing the thing where you just like couldn't breathe crying in yeah. bed and he walked up and I was just like ah, ah. <laughs> like that is me right now like I just am the worst I just can't stop okay <laughs> no it's not the worst and crying serves a very good purpose I love it it's a very good uh sometimes you just like need to get out some energy yeah that's just like pent up and some people like going to the gym is one way that yeah. you can kind of like channel it yeah some people get mad and yell I had one of our old bosses once told me he couldn't stand women crying in the workplace, but in the same conversation told me how he had gotten so mad in a meeting that he threw a chair. And I was like, you know, that's the me? same thing. And that's my like, issue. Is that's like... the same expression, except yours was violent and threatening to everyone else in the room. Whereas like, if I need to have a cry at work, yeah. that's not hurting anyone. Yeah. There yeah. should be no problem with that. No, I mean, that's like my issue when it comes to, if there's like any problems at work too, like it takes everything inside of me and like, thank God I haven't cried in front of like my new boss, but like <laughs> I, it takes, like, I just can't 
I like what even our old boss like she I know she listened to this like I've cried to her like multiple times and I'm just like yeah I, I just don't know what to do. I've cried our, to her once. Our old, yeah, <laughs> I've cried and like um, our old coworker Angela. I used to just like go in her room and like her her office and shut the door and be like, I just need to cry. <laughs> and she'd be like, Okay, like I, I love just women supporting I, women. <laughs> and, and I'm a big like I feel like I need to have like a woman manager just so that she understands like that I'm not crazy because there are a couple of people who are like men that I work with that will probably be like you're insane. But like my current boss is uh, a man and he's so nice yeah. he's like very very nice and i don't think he would like think anything negative about it if i did get yeah. like that worked up yeah. about something but he's so like nice and soft-spoken and i feel like he would have absolutely no idea what yeah, to do. Yeah, he'd be like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> or maybe he would be incredibly really awesome because he has a daughter, a very young daughter. She's yeah. like one year old. But I feel but like when people wife, have daughters, you know, they're like, they're so much more empathetic. He I don't sounds know. like a really yeah, nice like, girl dad. Yeah, I feel like they like, because then you realize like that you have to protect your daughter. You know what I mean? Like boys yeah. are just going to do whatever. And like, yes, you have to protect boys, but so let's, I'm going to back away from Come the have to protect your daughter. I think it's more of appreciating yeah, like the you different know ways what... that women are going to express themselves yeah, and have yeah, a healthy that's what I, range of emotions. That's what I mean. I think it's a little like different because boys, like then dads realize that like, you know, everyone has the same emotions, but girls might express it a little right. differently and, and stuff like that. Different yeah, ways. exactly. Exactly. So I think it Mostly gives them because a, of society. Yeah, but... for sure. No, <laughs> I agree with you, but I think it like gives like yeah, them a, a little different, a different empathy. Yeah. Than, you know, just, just being like a single dude or just a, yeah, for sure. And you can see that in, in men who have been raised by yeah, single moms exactly, as well. Exactly. Shout yeah. out Pat Rizzo. Thanks for the good <laughs> job on Tom. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I know we didn't get too much into general mental health, um, but like just looking up the numbers, uh, 20%, which is over 50 million people in the U.S. Um, suffer from mental illness. Yeah. And I am a huge believer in therapy. I have gone to therapy at different times myself. Um, and even though I'm an incredibly stubborn patient and I probably didn't do it the right way. Yeah, I like, I like the, it was still better than not having done it. And there have been times where medication has been helpful. Um, and I'm very supportive of people yeah. doing all that and experimenting with what works for them. Whether that's that the is, hard thing with the medication is, is like they're like, oh, we'll prescribe you this, and like we'll see if it works in like six months. And I'm like, I don't want to wait six months to see if this works. Like I, yeah. that's just like either it works for me or it doesn't. And like I'm not about to wait six months to see if it like makes a change for me that's just like not that's kind of how it has to. i know <laughs> but like i rather just like it sounds horrible like figure it out myself and like yeah the thing that i struggled with with therapy is like they don't know these other people that i'm talking about so my therapist yeah. would like make suggestions and be like oh maybe write them a letter maybe and i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fucking do that yeah like it definitely uh takes some long-term trial and error yeah and finding the right things. person and because for some people like medication isn't an option no like, absolutely i, I absolutely way, get that but they sure. still might have the same of like it takes a while to find the right yeah. medicine and it can be incredibly 
difficult yeah. during that time, which like I have all the sympathy yeah, for because I, I can't. I'm lucky enough where like I I could figure it out myself, you know, work yeah. through it myself. Like the medicine was just like an extra little bit of help. But like yeah. if you need that, like all please. Yeah, because there are like there are situational like you know, I know people who have been on antidepressants, they don't yeah. need them all the time. Yeah. But, like, they've needed them to get through certain, like, more stressful times. Mm -hmm. And then I know people who are on serious medication yeah. all the time because that's what they need to yeah. be able to live, you know, the most, like, normal and fulfilling life, life that yeah. they can. And whatever works for you is great. And, you know, you're worth it. You're worth it, Kelly. Oh, thank you. You'll, you'll figure it out, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. I'm okay. I just, I just get in these things where I'm just like, meh. I just need to, like, get myself out of it. Give me, like, a week. Yeah, well. I need to, like, deep clean my house or something and then I'll be good. Oh, my God. Don't you just... <laughs> I have been so ready to just, like, throw everything out of my house. Oh, my We've God. We've talked about that Same. so many times. Same. But... Wait, funny story. So, when the funeral for our family friend was on Saturday... That's always how funny stories Wait, <laughs> Wait it is a funny story. <laughs> so, I'm, like, I woke up early and, like, was straightening my hair because, like, I had to go to the funeral. And I was sitting there in, like, my T-shirt and underwear because I just got out of bed and was like, all right, I'm just going to straighten my hair. <laughs> um, my friend's daughter, who's, like, she's in college. She's funny. She, like, ran over and knocked on my door... Because they were, like, I guess drinking in the parking lot of the funeral home. Uh -huh. And I, like, ran downstairs because I was like, who the hell is knocking on the door? I didn't have pants on. So, wait, they're pre-gaming the funeral? Yeah, so I guess <laughs> I guess my friends, uh, he really liked, he, I don't know, really, excuse me, really liked um, Corona. So, I think they were drinking Coronas, like, in his honor in the parking lot okay. or whatever. Yeah. But no, they didn't have respect. a bottle opener. So, she ran over to my house, knocked on the door, and I, like... Was running around downstairs because I had folded laundry, but I guess I put it all away and I couldn't remember. And I thought I had a pair of pants downstairs and I was like, shit. <laughs> I like peeked out the hole and I saw it was her. So I like opened the door with like to the side. I'm like, hey. <laughs> she was like, do you have a bottle opener? So I was like, yeah, hold on. Ran and grabbed it and gave it to her. And I was like, sorry, I don't have pants on. <laughs> she was like, okay. And then everyone I hugged at the funeral was like, oh, we're gonna, we can, uh, next time we come over, we'll make sure we don't wear pants either. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can lighten the mood without even being there. <laughs> Just don't wear pants, guys. I really thought that was going to go the direction of they all could see into your no, house. No, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. But yeah, I just like was like the little side door thing where I was like, hey. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, you did a very good service that day because being able to bring any kind of lightness to, <laughs> yeah. to a dreary day uh is always helpful yeah um but yeah man i hope i hope shit lightens up for you it's been it's been, it's been tough. tough yeah <laughs> well i'm getting there it's fine once i get on vacation disney i mean soon. disney world i can't it's I the mean, most magical place on earth it is the most magical <laughs> place on earth i would say i can't be moody there but jeff would argue that last time i was a pain in the ass so. <laughs> with my parents hopefully i'll be a little more chill you know yeah well I have faith in you, and, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. You or I know. Well, I, I, when I was in the bad mood that one day, we went to lunch, so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. I love a bad mood lunch. Yeah. Food, food often yeah. helps oh, yeah. my mood. Same. Same. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and same for any of the listeners, man. If you guys are struggling with anything, um, feel free to message us. Yeah. We can chat. Yeah. Um, and we'll hear. We'll listen. Know a lot of resources to help. Don't be shy. Um, and don't be shy about reaching out for whatever you need, whether that's from 
a partner, from a therapist, from a friend, you know, whatever it is, like ask for help. The cool thing about doing fundraising and about being open when you do need help for something is like people actually really love to help people. Yeah. Well, that was like the first thing when family, friends, something happened, we were like, where, when, how, what do you need us to do? Like, yeah, everything. So yeah, if you need help, ask someone and if they don't help you then let them go and find someone else because you will have <laughs> and there, there could be good reasons <laughs> why someone might not be able to help yeah but someone request. is willing but to yeah so. someone is someone is willing to and yeah. if they're not um message us yeah and we'll yeah we'll try <laughs>